I just hit record. <laughs> okay. Um, shall we just shoot the shit? Just go right into it? I guess we do. I love that you're swinging the microphone around like it's nothing. I know. I need to set this down. But it makes me feel so, like, I don't know. Like a professional talk show yeah, host. Yeah, even though this looks so wonky. Like, look at it. It looks like a little avian. Oh, it's a little cutie. Um, how's your past three hours been since we've last talked? It's been great. Um, watched a video with my mom about Hamilton TikToks. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Listen to rap. Um, she, so I don't know what her YouTube search history is to bring <laughs> up her, like, stuff. But a whole recommended category was Hamilton. And the first six videos that were suggested to her were literally Hamilton TikToks. I'm glad I'm finally off Hamilton Hamil Talk, Hamilton TikTok, Hamilton Talk. I hate it. Talk. I cannot stand it. Nah, yeah. Um, I, I still don't get it. Again, it's a, it's, it's a decent musical. I mean, it's, it's still good nonetheless, but like, I don't know. It's good. I would never pay $500 just to sit in the back of a theater and watch it. I mean, I still want to go see it at least once in my life. I don't know. That's just me. Should I have more lighting? Oh. Oh. Oh, no. I look too white. I don't know. I'm in, like, the gross, dank garage, so. Um, so we have a lot of talking points to get through tonight. We do. Catech seminar, um... So, because there's many listeners out there. Of course. All um, two of them? Three? Who even knows? Um, <laughs> I haven't, I know, I, I should go to the SoundCloud, the SoundCloud, ew. I should go to SoundCloud and um, check the stats for the listeners, because there was like, I think we're like the f- episode zero, there was like 20, it said that like 20 people listened to it. I don't know if my numbers are off but 20 sounds like a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) hold on let me go check right now because we kind of abandoned this just a little bit since october ah has it really been that dude it's been a year (laughs) straight up in a year i think so yeah i need to stop my god the passage of time is wild hold on let me see shoot yeah because wow. <laughs> i was still in the dorm when we recorded it at least the last one the one we did with uh ashley okay no i was wrong it's only six people for each one for uh episode zero and then negative one which is still more than like anticipated, <laughs> anticipated and also expected yeah with our superb marketing. So let's let's try. We'll try to make this more consistent. If I feel like instead of every week, I feel like a bi-weekly thing is more manageable. Could definitely do a bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, yeah. That that's the right term, right? Like Yeah. Okay. Every other week. Sure. Sure. Okay. So this is shooting the shit. Episode negative two. Negative two, baby. <laughs> Negative two. Unless we just do what is it? Um, never mind. My brain lost 
it's episode two reboot return of the shit return of the shit or lack of shit because we don't have to deal with it anymore facts dude a year how it's crazy how much a year Five minutes right that's 600 minutes so um to get to the first talking point, we're just going to go right in, because that's what okay. we do. We just shoot the shit. So, tra- so let's discuss. Who was Travis Scott, and why is he on my daily commute at every McDonald's? How do you not know who Travis Scott is, though? You, did you never listen to Astro World or, like, know anybody who hyped the fuck out of it? Like, Nope. I saw, like, the Astro World hoodies, and I didn't realize until just now that they're a thing related to him. I thought it was, like, some sort of like pop-up shop that everybody got onto. <laughs> no nah, man i mean um i've been meeting to listen to him among like a lot of other artists but yeah like he's kylie jenner's baby daddy um i thought she was i thought she wasn't pregnant i thought that was her whole thing no do you not remember unless you're thinking of kendall kendall's the one who's kind of the more like low-key one like she hasn't really done anything like i feel like newsworthy except she did date harry styles i know you care so much about all of this <laughs> when i thought he only dated british people <laughs> no he hello he dated taylor swift too yes but then i thought he like swore off american people because we're oh. the worst well, yes but uh yeah he dated kendall and then um yeah so Kendall I feel like is the least problematic Kardashian she's also like my favorite I feel so sick saying that but also there's rumors that she may be bi so that's another thing an icon icon but uh Kylie uh that's Kylie's baby daddy uh sicko mode you don't remember the song sicko mode I think I only remember like the 30 seconds of it, but I thought that was made by another rapper. I'm not like well versed on rap I and hip hop and yeah, stuff. You're not, you're not a big rap listener anyway. No. I, and especially recently because I've really been on the podcast train and I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. And just front bottoms. <laughs> All the time. You know me. Um, What else? Uh, so yeah, he has that new burger. Um, it's not a new burger though, isn't it? Just like... <laughs> The regular menu burger with the Sprite? I don't... I just see all the TikToks being made about it. Hold on. I'm looking it up now. Okay. The Travis Scott. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Oh, what happened? Okay. Mm -hmm. Travis Scott's favorite McDonald's burger (laughs) features a quarter pound of 100% fresh beef. That is a total lie. Topped with onions pickles two slices of melty cheese here in the picture here they have one cheese on top of um the bread and then so they it's basically the meat is between the two cheeses um okay i i felt like the cheese was just on top of the bun like just chilling. <laughs> i'm at like in the middle of the burger and then it's um okay so two melty slices of melty cheese plus ketchup and mustard seems like a standard quarter pounder with cheese Nah, it's also got shredded lettuce and crispy bacon because that's how Cactus Jack okay, likes Doesn't it. it already have lettuce? This description <laughs> on the McDonald's, I feel like it was like written by him. He said, nah, it's also got shredded lettuce and crispy bacon. Isn't that what you just 
get though like that is definitely not the travis scott exclusive i i don't know i've never um had or knew that like mcdonald's had bacon on their burgers i thought that was just like a wendy's thing no i'm trying to think what else they've had it on but it's definitely not yeah its own thing um so yeah that's the travis scott i mean i feel like it's just yeah like a standard burger that i would have and it's literally like here's a sprite and fries too yeah so like you've you've ordered yourself a meal like that's all it is yeah so that's travis scott for you um yeah i can't believe you did so like yeah i mean you knew who he was right i don't think so like i just don't know what i would have seen to have him related to and i don't think i've ever actually listened to sicko mode i think i've only seen the memes with spongebob in the football stadium and i was like ah yes sicko mode yeah he performed right he performed at the super bowl too i think i don't know are you does your family watch football my family does do you really think i i watch football (laughs) you really think i know what they're doing there um yeah because remember what was it two years ago they had the big yeah the sponge the spongebob like um intro yeah the sicko mode i mean again yeah and then like he kind of remind he's he was like the post malone obsession back in like 2018 you know like when everybody went crazy over post malone like everybody went to his concert that one summer and he Um, just like opened well, no, I was just saying, like, I feel like the year before that, that was, like, he was, like, the Post Malone of, like, the year. And everybody went crazy over World. And again, yeah. So, that's Travis Scott. True. I don't get the hype around Post Malone either. Like, he's literally just a dirty man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only one song off of Beer Bongs and Bentleys. <laughs> what i like you mean zach and codine (laughs) so it's called stay i feel like you would really like it it's like it's an acoustic like song so it's just like guitar and like him singing but it's like really good and sad it's called stay so um i just can't get into it like like it's not a rap song either it's like a like a normal song so i don't know I, i don't know what it is between me and like rap i just it doesn't vibe we don't jam i get it it's it's not for everybody (laughs) is that why hamilton doesn't hit as hard (laughs) no definitely i will say i think hamilton is not my show because it's all rap and that's all annoying but also also lin-manuel miranda cannot sing (laughs) i mean his vocals have seemed to have gotten better but um other than that, no, he can't. No. No. He just can't. Why? Why does he keep arting? And why does he cast himself as the lead in everything that he does? I will say, again, In the Heights, far better musical and far better concept, I think. Or not concept. I mean, the concept of Hamilton, I still vibe with. Because, again, I I think it's just being a sucker for rap that does it for me. And, like, all of the, like, um, rap illusions it does is just, I don't know. To me, it... I kind of fucks with it so that's why but um Valid. but uh yeah i didn't really see the big deal with him um the whole like casting himself thing up until i kind of like met you because like you would just shit on him constantly 
Did I really shit on Lin Manuel Miranda that much? <laughs> but now I get it. Like, ah, uh, like, ah. Uh. Because he's not good. He is just bare minimum of acting, I feel. And he does that lip bite thing. <laughs> no. Um, I think, what was it? He didn't even go to school for, like, theater. I think he did theater in college. But, like, I think he went for, like, film and, like, TV last I checked. He might have. He might have been an English person, too. Oh, damn English majors. I know. Let's see. Um, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I can get behind Hamilton and the fact that it's definitely brought more POC to theater. And it was a market that definitely was not approachable for Broadway. But, like... I don't know. It just don't, it don't hit home. And I mean, I guess with the story they are telling, like with their concept and everything that they are telling with that, the way they're telling the story, I don't think it could be done with anybody else except for people of color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God. Who else could sing as Thomas Jefferson and be black than David Diggs? Oh, that man is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, oh. I mean, just everybody, I feel like, that they chose to, um, I mean, they had people who were, like, um, Latinx, and then, um, Asian, white, Hispanic, you name it, like, they had everything, basically, so. It was truly the melting pot, especially colonial America, (laughs) and parliament. Uh, Oh, man. Um, Hamilton. Jonathan Groff's spit. Jonathan Groff, Groff sauce. Uh, I almost, you know, who was also in Hamilton? I forgot who who also played King George. Andrew Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, I would have loved to see him. I mean, I I I like Jonathan Groff, but I would have really liked to see him as the king. I just can't see Andrew Reynolds in the show, and like, there's definitely photos of him there, and like outside of the stage door stuff. Yeah. He should not have been in Hamilton. That is not I, him. I feel like his personality is so such like the king, especially after playing wizard. And like, I don't know, because he's just so sassy. I don't know. He's too gay. I don't know. Is that is that homophobic? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, I cannot picture him being anyone but a gay Mormon, a gay playwright. Is that what Boys in the Band was? I don't even remember. Yeah, a gay, a gay with AIDS like that's that's all his type is his type character I see what you're saying and he's about to be in the prom he's about to be in the oh, prom yes playing the gay character I think yeah um did the trailer come out for that or no it was just the announcement right I think it was just the announcement I don't know I god I really want to see it oh so what is okay so I guess to just add on I'm adding different we're just added some you just added so many different talking points that weren't on the list mm-hmm. okay we're shooting the shit um what is your opinion on like um i guess would it still be technically stunt casting even if it's done for like film like a film adaptation of a musical because um you know like there's meryl streep james corden and like basically big like a-list actors that are going to be in the prom rather than just like broadway performers like what is your opinion on that? 
Okay, so with all your high tech film terms, it took me a hot second to realize that stunt <laughs> casting was like for the big names and the draw instead of like what stunts is Meryl Streep's character. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they use, <laughs> but they use stunt cast that term too for the like theater, right? Because the one on TikTok, that's what they always say. Like you know, with like Cameron Dallas, they're like, oh, they stunt casted. Is that the right term? Right? Isn't that the right term? Stunt casting, but they only do it for like Cameron Dallas and the guy who is in Mean Girls. Was that also Cameron Dallas? <laughs> that was Cameron Dallas. But no, I feel like all there's like um, always been stunt casting on Broadway. At least like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have as much experience with that. I just know that in community theater, you do it or you're not cast. And it's like, cool. Where it's like, hey, Ken, can you uh, take your shirt off and walk around the stage for us? <laughs> no. All right, cool. We can't we can't cast you as Hal then. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of another major one. Um, Brendan Urie probably. Oh yeah, Brendan Urie. Also. In the Hooker Heels. Yeah. Um, wasn't there another actor who for that did that with Kinky Boots? Um, or I guess also ooh, with Darren Christ for Hedwig. I mean, I feel like that's a given, but like I feel like that's also kind of a stunt cast. Are we talking about stunt casting, like, stunt doubles? <laughs> like, stunt, stunt casting is defined as, like, bringing in, like, a major celebrity to, okay. to attract, like, more people. Like, say, like, Mean Girls isn't doing that well, you That's know? what I thought it was. And then... Because I feel like you'd have, That's like... That's what a, I thought it was. I feel like you'd ma- have a major hot take on that because it's, like, oh, like, why aren't you giving this to... Okay. So yes, now I can make comments on this because I thought we like reverted back to like stunt doubles and I was like, what? Like, I don't think so. But I don't know, especially with um Darren Chris. Darren Chris might have been a stunt cast just because uh, Neil Patrick Harris started it. And then it went to Andrew Reynolds and James Michael Cameron. Yeah. So I think they really wanted to like squeeze out the last little dying bits of Hedwig. Especially because there were no nobody was in the seats during he- David uh, Darren's Hedwig, but yeah, it's all stunt casting. It gets younger audiences in. But um, so like, what is so when it comes to like film adaptations, like what is your um take on that? I think it's a shame, but also I don't know. You can't complain too much because again, it's like bringing in an audience at least and like it's bringing in an audience it's bringing more awareness to a story um i think with the prom going to netflix the way that it might take off especially with like james corden and meryl street that might eventually bring it to a revival maybe fingers crossed i never um, yeah i remember me and jasmine tried begging jasmine's my sister not that anybody who's probably <laughs> who will is here, but we i thought we really convinced her because it was like it was last summer that it closed, right? Mm-hmm. We tried. We almost got was able were able to convince her for, um, to let us go because again it was closing, but we didn't. It was so sad. It was a phenomenal show. I I sobbed the whole time. I don't know, man. It's uh, 
I mean, I've only listened to like two songs, but like it's still so wholesome and like so good. <laughs> so here's the thing. There were like two or three songs that during the show, like listening through the cast recording that I was like, I'm tearing up. I need to pull over so that I can fully cry. Um, but sitting in the audience and watching the show in front of me after the first 10 minutes, th- my eyes were not dry. <laughs> like, I think we went down to go like during intermission to just like walk around and my eyes were still like red and puffy and the gay couple behind me is sniffling the whole time too like oh to be in a theater full of queers and just uh vibing over this uh, um i don't know could you could you see it getting revived i really hope and i i think the direction that we're heading is we're getting a little bit more i hate to say this because like theater's always been for the most part like queer friendly like again for the most part I feel um but like topic wise queer friendly yeah because like it's one thing to be like Andrew Reynolds is a lead and he's gay but it's like we're getting now into the, like more here's LGBT plot lines mm-hmm. um yeah I'm interested how I feel like it, it, it will do pretty well especially with Netflix I think that was a good decision to do that there instead of doing it in theaters also because theaters aren't open and the world's still dying so wear your mask (laughs) please god um okay what was okay so we hit our two talking points so far just going down the list we have a we have so many things to talk about (laughs) so the next thing i guess i don't know i mean again we don't have a large following so i guess we could just like talk about it but technically we've both been hired by the gap company of course no not the gap company the pag incorporated can't uh-huh. can't drop names uh. <laughs> at renana Public, <laughs> and then noel avi noel avi noel avi um Again, I've told myself I would never do retail again, but here I am. Um, Sign seal delivered. (laughs) (laughs) She's yours, App Inc. (laughs) So, I don't know. I I, I had had a decent first day yesterday, but just, I don't know. It brought back memories, or like, not bad memories. I don't know. My first retail experience wasn't that great. Because like what you were saying earlier, we had gone through like a whole kind of rebuilding phase and like they fired their entire staff when I worked at my first retail job. So like it was like a learning curve for both like the new management team and then the associates. So it was an interesting two years and I don't think it was like the typical retail experience that I should have gotten. Which was just Karen's yelling at you? It wasn't that. It was just like the work. Again, like... I feel like I was, I did so much for a minimum job or a minimum wage job in North Carolina. And like, again, we only had two people work the entire store at each shift. Yeah. And normally you're supposed to have at least like one person at each different section because you have the clothes themselves, the counters, and then the dressing rooms. But no, they had us doing like everything at once. And then like one of us would take a break so it's like and also the weird thing with okay so I worked at Rue I guess I'll just <laughs> come out with it <laughs> so um I don't know how it works with the pa- 
pog so they um to process returns you need a manager to like enter in their information every single time you want to make a return like you can't do it as like as an associate so -hmm. you have to like get the manager and it's like they'll go to the back for their break you leave the store unattended at the front and you're the only one working so it was just a mess and again like for a whole hour if someone came in with a return you just kind of sit there and be like damn Sarah I guess you gotta come back at 12.05 and it's like I have to and I have to go no I have to I had to go get the manager because like I couldn't hold up the customer so like I feel so bad for getting the manager at the back and then they like they would just go to their break and then have to go back immediately to the front and then it's like I'd also have like a long line of people also waiting to purchase their items while I'm processing a return and it was just bad and you were allowed to just leave the cash register unattended like that I mean, yeah, I had no other choice. I mean, most of the times I could like, cause like we had fo- like a phone um, in the front and the back, but most of the time it was just more convenient just to me like, let me go get it real quick. <laughs> and then like just shimmy to the back. So true. It was, it was an interesting experience, but hopefully it'll be better at uh, Renana Republic. <laughs> true. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to say about the retail life yet? Um, so I was working at the aquarium and I loved the aquarium prior to COVID-19 because once COVID hit, my job at the aquarium was to be like hosting shows and educating guests. And then all of a sudden I am full-time cleaner and mask enforcer, which like, of course my dream job, but wasn't working out for minimum wage so I I joined an old AV and now we're just kind of chilling uh might get fired within my first week because uh somebody scheduled me even though they knew I had a class at 2 p.m until three o'clock so super fun and it's it's not gonna be fun but I don't think I'll hate it you know Again, like, I know I, I as like, we're still teenagers and we could do so much more. Like, we could find jobs related to what we want to do, but it's so much work. <laughs> well, like, here's the thing, though. You definitely could, as an English major who's got an interest in film and TV I mean, yeah. and, like, a ton of stuff, you could definitely find a job. Me, a theater major <laughs> with a lot of theater experience, and- is going to have a hard time finding stuff while Broadway's closed till 2021. Double major, though, in business. Don't forget about that. But uh, I can't officially say that, though. Oh, like, yeah. I have no current business courses right now, nor am I, like, a declared dual major. Because they need me to take calculus and statistics, get decent grades in both of those, to then declare the transfer to the school of business. Transfer? I thought technically you just apply. So technically. So... Here's what my, my admissions counselor, I went to an instant decision day and got advice from actually one of my friends who admitted me, but I had all these, so it wasn't an issue for the most part, <laughs> um, who said, what you need to do is declare your major in business first, because it's going to be so much easier down the line to declare the dual major in the School of Arts and Sciences, which is where my theater major is. And I said, cool, Jake, no, 
<laughs> because at that point I was literally transferring to be a theater major so that I had some sort of center like serotonin and here yeah. I was being told you have to be a business major first which is my anti-major and I was like I can't so now I have to get through that whole process but I'm taking pre-calc now I can't take pre-calc and stat I can't take stat until I've taken pre-calc so it's fun Mm. <laughs> that's a no for me <laughs> college man I I don't know there's just so much to think about right now in terms of future and career but like I also keep telling myself that like the future doesn't exist technically stop worrying <laughs> about... what is that logic <laughs> well no technically I mean like the future doesn't exist right now and it's like I keep trying to tell like tell myself to just focus at least on the now okay I'm I have my future plan don't worry but like I'm really trying to just stop worrying so much you know you feel can't really I'm a constant ball of anxiety and fear I mean same but like I'm trying to at least like diminish it just a little bit just turning down the knob just a little bit that's fun I'm just gonna get more and more stressed until I literally combust send you the tiktok that I saw that's been making me (laughs) um I guess that's a good segue to talk about our tiktok obsession of course um miss oh yeah the tiktok star here of course. So yes, this is my official uh, declaration. I am TikTok famous. Charlie D'Amelio has noticed me. Uh, hold your applause until the end of the podcast. A bad leap, Eilish Gamarakis. Of course, need me a bad leap, Eilish <laughs> Gamarakis. Um, anyways, that's irritating as hell because now all of my content that I make based on my normal personality makes me lose followers. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you want to lose those followers, though. It's all the hats, man. It's all the hats. But I, I don't gain all followers in exchange, though. Like, I just <laughs> lose. It's okay. They'll find you. The algorithm will do its magic some way, somehow. Let's hope. It's It's been a struggle. Because I don't think I've had a TikTok blow up since Charlie and Dixie. Hmm. I saw Dixie D'Amelio duetted you. That's... Directly. And then by association, Charlie did too. (laughs) See, I feel like, like Dixie and, but like Charlie, I feel like Charlie is also slowly, like a lot of the alt alt community really, really likes Charlie and fucks with Charlie. So. Because all of the straight people were bullying her for no reason. She's only 16. Like, oh. She's just 16. (laughs) Wait, 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 what? Oh, um, I'd like to be Charlie's friend one day. I would too, and I think she's slowly getting more and more like publicly weird, if that makes sense. Yeah, like if you go onto her Instagram, her feed is kind of really quirky. <laughs> her short hair and her purple undertones, uh, yes, queen. But also, like the pictures, like the way she like poses and like just in general it's just very quirky like haha like um yeah so i have a pro addison ray i'm i'm not a fan <laughs> i am gonna be 100 percent honest i am guilty of commenting need to find me a bad bleep addison ray 
if you lined up a bunch of straight white girls, I would not be able to tell you who Addison Rae was. Hey, I think she's like mixed or something, though. Actually, I don't know. Okay, so her, because <laughs> <laughs> she's white passing, though. So that's a given, but. Okay. Because um, her, her dad's last name is Lopez. So I think she's not fully white. Okay. I don't want to assume. Anyways, right. So she's only a month older than me. And I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. Because <laughs> I don't know. I think this is, I don't know. Just, I don't understand like being an influencer and like how you can eat that shit up and still, I don't know. But yeah, right. So she went to LSU. I don't know why I know all this information about her, but I do. Went to <laughs> LSU for like sports broadcasting, right? And then, of course, like, her TikTok blew up and she drops out. And um, so, like, because she's TikTok famous now, is the second most followed person on TikTok. And, right? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, oh, wait, you froze. Are you still there? Oh, okay. (laughs) And, right? And, like, you know, she was still, like, part of the Hype House and whatever. Or she was, like, one of the original members. But I think she, she left, like... A lot of people, like, the original people who were part of it, like, left. Did they leave or were they canceled? <laughs> like, wasn't Tony Lopez and oh. Lil Huddy? Lil Huddy. Um, I don't know. I know Tony, Tony Lopez, yeah, was canceled. But I don't think, like, I think she straight up left because it was, like, toxic or whatever, which makes total sense. But Yeah. Um, and also, right? and then, we should have a bunch of teenagers living together in one house. It's- I'd be so scared, like, ew, I don't want to be around people like that, like, my age all the time, like, ugh. No. Like, don't get me wrong, I love you, and we're still, like, picturing (laughs) our lovely cottage in the woods. Yes. I think we need to wait at least another, like, year, otherwise we would kill each other by the end of the year. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, technically, we should have gotten a full year together, but then... Me being... fine. It was part of the character development. <laughs> for both of us, traumatic backstory. Um, what was I gonna say? Right. Okay. So now she's like fame, or yeah, she's been famous and whatever. And she, I saw last week this article. Apparently, she's gonna be starring starring in this new movie remake of an old nineteen, I think, an, uh, an old nineties movie. It's called um, the original one is called She's All That. I don't know if you ever like watched that. Do you know that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's going to be in a remake of that. And she's going to be, like, the female lead. And with this adaptation, they're flipping the roles. So it's going to be a female, you know, um, being the one fixing up, like, the nerd or whatever. I haven't, I haven't watched it in forever. But, um, yeah. And I, I don't know. It just... I just don't get it. Like... She does dances, but can she act? Like, what? No, probably not. She definitely... I I will bet money on it right now. She cannot act to save her life. I just don't understand why social media is able to allow certain people to do things. And it just angers me. <laughs> so much. Because just... I mean, I get it. It's going to pull an audience. They're going to make hella money and apparently actually the original writer and like director for the film are going to be doing this one too so like there's a little bit of that so I guess like it's not entirely kind of like you know like an entire like money grabber because I think they were planning on doing a remake it's just the fact oh now they have this 
really popular Gen Z celebrity going to be um, leading it. So, And I just don't understand how people can drop everything and decide they're dedicating themselves to TikTok. A lot of people did it with YouTube and that, like look at them now and even Vine, like even after Vine blew up, like and they went to YouTube, like none of their careers, like so many of the, like remember the MagCon boys? Remember that? Mm-hmm. In Dallas. <laughs> we had friends. Looking back, the MagCon boys were so toxic and I had friends who dropped like hundreds of dollars to go see these people. And it's like, what do they do? They just stand there shirtless with blue eyes. Like, okay. <laughs> You remember Nash Greer, right? Like, he was, like, the poster child for that. Yeah. Who said the N-word, right? <laughs> he lived in the next town over me, from me. So people would always see his brother, Hayes, and he was the one who was, like, our age, because Nash is, mm-hmm. like, a year or two older. So, um, yeah. So people would – I don't think Nash – I think Nash had, like, left North Carolina by then, but everybody would always take pictures with – or Hayes, I think, is the brother's name – it was a crazy time, but um, yeah, they lived like 10 minutes away from me. Never saw them, but. But you also have to think, as soon as Vine died, none of their platforms shifted over. No, like, like they went to YouTube, but they they didn't last. Like, no, they were DOA. And I feel like that's kind of the same with how it was. Because if you think about it, the Paul brothers, they were really popular on Vine. And now where are they? Like, bare minimum videotaped a guy who committed suicide in the Japanese forest uh you know typical typical boys yeah and like I don't know I was like somebody you would think I don't know somebody who was at least our age would still see I mean you could get a good couple years out of being really successful from it but it, it something else is going to be made just like TikTok in the next like give it like another five years or so and like what you're in your mid-20s and like now you have nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, some people are, I mean, it's not like you should have like your entire career figured out by then, but still like, like you had like a, a set kind of thing to like, at least fall something, back on. Yeah. With something so reliant on other people's interest, you really just kind of need to make sure there's something there. It's, I don't know. I I mean, when I was like 12 or 13, I was like, oh my God, you could be a YouTuber as a career. And I'm like, ooh, mm-mm, you can't. <laughs> and I feel in the weirdest way, I feel like YouTube is slowly starting to like gain traction again for some reason. Like more and more people are making YouTube accounts again. And it's like, cool, Cassie, nobody wants to see your Q&A with your boyfriend. I feel, yes, like, it's getting traction again, but I feel like there's a lot of people who are also making channels in the way that, like, when YouTube was first made, like, kind of, like, the BS channels of just, like, shitposting almost, and just not really necessarily, at least, like, a lot of the people I've been watching lately who have been coming up, they're more, like, the ones who are kind of just, like, fucking around with it rather than just kind of, like, going the YouTube, like, doing the YouTube formula, thinking that, oh, my God, a Q&A, a 50 facts about me and the boyfriend tag is what's going to make you popular, because it doesn't. No. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, I'm so far from that side of YouTube at this point. Like, I fall asleep watching some American family that lives in Japan playing arcade games. Like, that's <laughs> my, my nightly routine is get in pajamas, cry, 
kawaii arcade masters. <laughs> it's bad. It's it's bad. I'm like, so- I think most of my screen time is YouTube now because I will just fall asleep listening to this. Oh no, it's a hundred percent TikTok for me. I just you- go ahead. For me, TikTok was definitely it during like the height of quarantine because I would like fall asleep and it's like this is the time where I walk in my neighborhood just like playing on loop for eight hours while I'm knocked out. Mm-hmm. But now it's back to YouTube, my man. I don't know. I definitely I'm glad I grew out of like the um obsession of like certain people, I guess, or like the kind of like the vlogs. I don't know. I'm kind of just watch people now that actually kind like we'll either do like shit posting and kind of just like whatever like posting whatever or like actually making quality content like especially like I watch like a lot of like um film like analyzers or like critics on YouTube now and like TV analyzers so that's kind of been more more my thing like I'm kind of shifting away from like all the influencers except for the ones on TikTok <laughs> but you have a refined YouTube style such as Ben Shapiro singing Les Mis <laughs> would you care to explain that you know okay hot hot take I do as much as I do not like a lot of like right-wing commentators I do listen still to like a lot of them just to see like whatever the hell they're saying so I can disagree with it but also find a middle ground because I still think of course it's very important not to live in an echo chamber and to still listen to the other side I mean I hate it but I still (laughs) (laughs) and I think okay the reason why I found that uh, or that video of him singing is because this girl that I follow on TikTok (laughs) posted about it first and then I went to YouTube so to listen to actually listen to the whole thing (laughs) i i didn't listen to the whole thing i just got so i don't know it ben shapiro something else he is and it's like he bases a lot of his arguments around like religion which is very interesting um wasn't he like super catholic he's jewish Shapiro, Shapiro, Shapiro. I don't know. <laughs> he almost feels super religious. Like, I don't know. He's like almost like Orthodox. <laughs> like, he's like hardcore Jewish. Like, 90% of the time, I think all the time he wears his yarmulke. But it's like so dark that like it blends in with his hair so you can't see. But yeah, he like wears his yarmulke all the time. Jesus. Yeah. Imagine being Ben Shapiro and like I don't even know. Just imagine being Ben Shapiro. (laughs) Imagine being his wife. (laughs) Oh god. I saw a meme the other day that was like Ben Shapiro doesn't have sex to make his wife orgasm. He just goes through like facts and statistics. Uh, like, I think, isn't his wife a doctor, too? Maybe? I have no idea. Because classically, Abby is his sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who is Ben Shapiro's wife? Do you know, okay, another, on the topic of, um, 
politics. Do you know about the walkaway campaign? The what? The walkaway campaign. No, I do not. So apparently there's this big campaign that's been going around. It was started by this um, guy who decided to walk away from the left. <laughs> it's, it's so, I don't know. It's, apparently it's this big com- campaign that like this guy tried to start in terms of like getting people on the left to like leave the absurdity that they believe is the Democratic Party and also just the left in general. So like these videos, I think it's, I think it was because of watching Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens videos. <laughs> but like apparently like there's this whole campaign about, yeah, again, people leaving the left because they're just like too much. And it's like these people used to be like part of it. And like, I don't know, it's just so weird watching them because like people try to make it such a big deal as if like leaving the party or quote unquote leaving the party is like some life changing event, but it's really not like both parties suck, like just be an independent and just move on with your life. Like don't make it such a big deal. Like it's your only personality trait. I don't even know. But here's the thing with the whole walking away from the left. If your left is just regular Democratic, like, affiliation, you're essentially in the center. Like, we're slowly and slowly just getting more and more left. And it sucks. Because it's, like, definitely... Or who? Like, us? Like, the political parties in general. Like, the conservatives are getting more conservative. Um, The liberals are getting a little more center. And then you have Bernie Sanders supporters who are all the way on the left. But it's like, as more and more people are like, wow, guess we got to vote for vote for Joe Biden. We're just moving left or uh, right. Yeah, it's. Well, I personally, I supported Pete Buttigieg and he is actually kind of along the Joe Biden route where he was kind of more like very like moderate moderate to left leaning i mean granted he was a democratic candidate of course Mm -hmm. um yeah and i don't know it's i've struggled a lot with that in terms of like what i do believe in now because i don't this is gonna be a hot hot take but well yeah i like i think of myself more liberal than left Mm -hmm. because i i'm one of those who just believes most of the country, I mean, realistically, most of the country is not for such radical change. Of course, it'd be nice to get to that point, but at this point now, and who even knows within our own lifetimes, whether the drastic changes that need to happen are going to happen. So. I don't know. I, I think I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. I think in in our lifetime, we will not see the changes that need to happen to the world happen. And I don't know if we'll ever see them because, I don't know, just thinking about like the Green New Deal, there is a day every day of the year where scientists declare it like Earth Consumption Day, where we exceed the amount of resources that we need to consume to have a sustainable Earth and like it's slowly been moving earlier and earlier. And the only reason we didn't hit it as early as it has been is because of the quarantine. So it's like, if we don't, 
get it together like soon this is it like we gonna be real dumb real quick again i still firmly believe that on january 1st um exactly 12 a.m this year or of 2021 all the lights are gonna go out and that's just gonna be it for us Poof. like that's it every city of ember ask so i'm still on that train so i don't even think we have that that much time either but like I guess I could be a little optimistic, but yeah. And give me, us an extra, what, 10 years or so they say? 2030, right, is like the year that they keep saying that like that's when the shit show is really going to hit the fan. I don't even think we'll make it that long. Wow. Like, I, maybe the earth will. I think people, <laughs> humanity will not. End of 2021 is generous. It is sad the fact that a lot of those ideas with just the Green New Deal and just a lot of things with the the left, I would say, rather than the liberals, because they're two very different things that a lot of people don't know about, which is very frustrating, mm-hmm. um, that they're deemed as radical when they really shouldn't be. I mean, it's just basic humanity. <laughs> I know. It's, I don't know. Again, Who knows? We're living in a... We're, who even knows if people will be able to make a textbook out of this time? <laughs> you know, everybody's sure there's college courses already being taught on it. <laughs> like, everybody's like, oh my god, we're living through history. We're going to be in textbooks. I mean, probably not. We're already <laughs> gone by then. <laughs> yeah, we'll be in the textbooks that they're burning to keep the houses warm once all the electric shuts off. <laughs> oy, oy. I guess we won't actually get to build our cottage. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um anything more fascinating in terms of your drill bits and your wood learning and all of that the strongest adhesive what do you think it is what do you think like well no what is the strongest type of fastener that can keep two things together like in terms of like uh like nuts nuts and bolts and like just in any anything what do you think if i'm putting two pieces of wood together what do you think the strongest fastener is going to be <laughs> i don't know like a screw i don't i don't know glue i was i was going to say glue cuz i said adhesive and i i tipped you onto it yeah apparently it's just glue and apparently wood glue is yellow food coloring in elmer's glue essentially oh no i (laughs) i did mean so when i back at my internship we were supposed to use wood glue and i was very confused because i'd never used it before and apparently they wanted to use that instead of just using like screws and whatever um and nails Mm -hmm. to um put all the like wood wood together and I was very, I didn't know what it was or like that it was like as strong because it didn't make sense. Like wood glue, like how could that, I feel like a nail or something that actually pulls it together would be more um, durable and whatever. Here's the thing with nails. I don't even know. I haven't gotten too far in the course yet to know what the deal with nails is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I pay college tuition to go learn about screws we learned about wood screws on monday um and then last week you learned about drill bits right 
last week was drill bits and pliers. I mean, being do being able to do woodworking is actually a pretty decent skill to have. I wish I could be just a McElroy master woodworker, honestly. <laughs> Wait, is he? He does a lot of woodworking now. Like uh. in, he's had the interest since like May and he built a desk. Look and it's phenomenal. Oh, I would love to do it. Again, I think it's a pretty good skill to have and like you can build a lot and do a lot of your own things, like, even after you learn, so. Yeah, like, you don't always need to go off of other people's designs. You can make other stuff, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? School's been interesting. Um, yeah, how's your how, classes how you going? Doing? Huh? How's your classes going? I asked you, f- or you go first. <laughs> well, you already know. I I learned about drill bits and stagecraft. Well, you're learned- in person, too. I just realized that you're... <laughs> I go in person four days a week, two separate classes, and I see the same professor all four days. <laughs> that oh, That's the dream. I mean, oh, like, I get it. Like, I'm... I'm doing my best online, but like to be just to be in person, just to be on the campus would just be so nice. It would because I don't know. I feel like I get more work done sitting at the computer in class than I do sitting at home. Same distractions, different environment. I'm just, um, what was I going to say? Oh, never mind. The thought left. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been interesting, you know, it's on the, on what, week three, and I've managed so far. I, I try to be as active in all my classes, um, and I've been active, I mean, a decent amount this week, so because um, a lot of my classes are discussion based so I, I get it does get me in super involved rather than just like staring at my screen looking at Instagram while the class is going on sure. so that's been nice but yeah I cannot relate I I don't know I don't even know anymore also how do people get such good videos while their class is going on like all i see on tiktok is like funny shit happening like i want that stuff to happen to me the most interesting thing that i heard my psych professor say was, was first well she likes work, her, working with schizophrenics is her favorite and then i didn't get this on video but she was like um there's a uterus in my shoulder <laughs> I'm sorry what she, we were talking about, like, the um, different, like, um, I don't want to, like, diagnoses that doctors would give to women in regards to, like, why they were acting, like, hysterical during certain times. Of course, like, um, late 19th century, early 20th century, and apparently there was, like, the belief that a woman's uterus was, like, out of place if she was, like, acting up or something. So she was like, there's a uterus in my shoulder. It was like a snake in my boot. I think that's my next tattoo. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, man. I really want to get a tattoo again. Tell me about it. I tagged you in some tattoo giveaway, and I was like, yeah. I saw. I I was like, of course you did. 
I know. It's a problem. It has to be a big one, though, right? I mean, $800 worth of a tattoo? like. Well, it's like they're giving away a full day tattoo, which I think is like a few hours. But like... It has to be a big boy. I think you would end up being bigger than Artie. Like, it would be like my entire back. Finally get those butt tattoos that some people get. Well, you only have the one on your back, right? Yeah, I have flowers up by my right shoulder. (sighs) What would you even get? I don't even know. I think with, like, such a huge tattoo, I would just, like, want to talk to the artist and be like, what do you like doing? Because I would like you to just go hog wild and just, like, surprise me. Did you ever watch King of Staten Island? No, I really want to though. Cause so he's like he he's like he he's a wannabe tattoo artist, artist artist. And, um, there's this one. It's like one of the ending scenes. It's really funny. The movie was okay. Like I was, it was funny, but it felt so long and drawn out. And they could have they made it like over two hours too. With the movie, I can't handle two hours yeah. worth of Pete Davidson. Like yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. It felt like almost two different movies at one point that I was watching just because it was so long. And they really just drew that out. But it was decent. I, I, gave, I think I gave it like a three and a half out of five. So. So I've opted to no longer watch movies. I purchased a screenplay for Get Out, which I have not seen. So I will be reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have the energy to read it? Nope. Is it going to sit on my bookshelf until the day I adopt? Probably. What you purchased it? Yes, I purchased the screenplay. I thought, I'm pretty sure the screenplay was free online somewhere. Probably, <laughs> but now it's in a physical book and it has like pictures in it too. So I guess oh, it works like out an official, a like, an official one, not just like... Yeah, like, I went to Barnes & Noble and purchased it. Oh, not like I, it's okay. not like some kid on campus was like, want to buy a screenplay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The deal screenplays, that'd be the dream. But then, yeah. Um, you really need to watch it. Just visually watching it is just in itself an experience. I know. Here's my thing with movies, though. I'm one of the people that if I'm watching a movie, I need to be sitting in a theater for the first time to watch it. Because, like, otherwise, if I'm, like, on Netflix watching it, I will not stay involved. Really? Really. Did you ever watch the half of it? No. Do not even know what that is. (laughs) It was that one. It was um, a queer film, and it was, like, this girl helps uh this guy write letters for a girl he likes and it's like she ends up like falling for her too and like she's basically a ghostwriter for the guy and the girl doesn't know it's almost kind of like catfishing <laughs> now that i realize it um for a split second i thought you were like trying to loosely describe the plot of her oh <laughs> i was like okay um yeah but it's really wholesome and gay so oh we love that a lot Latin of people- blue is the warmest color <laughs> Uh, I still okay you know it's considered like a really good film you know that right yes it's too much (laughs) I need I know I need to like watch it again too minus me being all insecure and like uncomfortable but Mm -hmm. um 
We'll see the day that happens. We need to watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I know. I have so many things that I need to watch. It's um, like it's like I'm not even gay with the lack of things that I watch and listen to. It's oh man. That is true. I feel like you don't watch like you're not like the typical like part of that the, the gay. I'm not like gay. other queers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Okay, but gay, like, the gay stan community, though, is also really insane. Like, they go crazy. Like, oh, yeah. Queer shit. Like, I think I get it, but still, like, oh, it's, it could get so toxic. It's so bad. And here's the thing. A lot of the queer stan, like, community is racist as hell. And a lot of the things that they do is appropriate, like, african-american culture and stuff and it's like cool keep on being racist blake we really love to see it um yeah there's there's problems with it within every marginalized community i will just say that and that's what a lot of people also still don't yet realize and i hate how everybody still thinks it's like so black and white when it comes to like being like like a minority in terms of like any like again like any marginalized group like uh, supposedly you're still supposed like you're supposed to support one another but it's not the case it's not the case whatsoever and it's it's difficult it's especially difficult when you see people especially with like the black lives matter movement who are combating like their message by being like well there's black on black crime it's like yeah well we know that and it's because (sighs) i don't even know I don't even know. And that's, like, valid to say I'm not educated enough well on, like, why the Black community has so many trans deaths. Like, I would love to know. I have not had the time to look into it, but it's, like, an issue. These are, yeah, the same people that are saying these things are definitely not as educated as they are to be speaking about it. Like, there, and I feel like a lot, like, a lot of that I've learned during this time, too, is that I can be a voice for other people, but at the same time, I also can't because I also legitimately don't know what that what they are struggling in. Like, sometimes they don't want people to speak for them. And, like, so mm. that's another thing that I've tried to learn a lot with. Yeah, I find it, I, I hate saying this, I find it very difficult as a white ally to try and not overstep my boundaries while still not making it seem like just performance activism. Because, yeah, I can post as many, like, information, information posts on my Instagram story but it's like I cannot go and educate someone myself like I am not capable of doing that I would love to but I just do not feel like it's my place to be educating instead of like having other people yeah and again like as a somebody who is a person of color it's also still hard to speak because there's so many people within who are people of color and like all of our struggles are so different yet the mm-hmm. same but it's still so different that you really can't speak for one another and yeah. it's like everybody's just police everybody's just policing one another at this point too which is also another frustrating thing so mm-hmm. um again we're a time to live to live through um i guess it's already been like an hour so i guess we should the last really hot take that speaking of racism <laughs> Um, you thought 
that the later office seasons were better. I did. I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Steve Carell. I think Michael Scott as a character just is not my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it made it almost unbearable to watch those first few seasons. First season again. So hard to get through. But I feel like seasons two through... Actually, no. Seasons three through five were, like, phenomenal. I don't know. I would just rather skip over Michael Scott entirely and just get right into, like, the Lizard King. But, like... Michael Scott is such a terrible person, but also that's what makes his character to me also really, like, great. Because it's the fact he also just doesn't, he's not aware of it. Like, But he's not aware of it, and that's, like, I know it was a different time in which it was shot, but if that was in the in 2020, our year, the year of our Lord, I would be calling the NAACP. Like, I don't even know. I mean, yeah. And again, like, I don't know. I, but at the same time, he's also, he has good intent. He's one of those characters, so it's like he has good intentions, and I think that kind of wins me a little bit over, because it's the fact he doesn't mean ill ill will most of the time. It's just he goes about it the wrong way a lot of the time. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I get, and I also, here's here's another hot take jim and pam's whole love story i was kind of over it after the first season i was too like people hyped it up and i guess like looking back at it now i've gone through phases of really loving it then i'm not even really loving it because like there's way better way better love stories on tv and film and just everywhere else than they're theirs and i do like the fact how they did kind of show that part of them struggling and they kind of ended the show with them like that like still unsure of whether how their relationship was um which i think is very realistic so i did i like that aspect of the way they wrote that in um true but also everyone's like oh i want a love story like jim and pam jim jim was not a good husband like i will straight up say it he did so much behind pam's back he especially with like the whole sports company and everything like that the house and stuff oh i don't even know like i get it it was cute i guess when he was pining after her but yeah when they got together it wasn't anything like special i mean they were just kind of like ordinary like it was nothing fairy tale like it was just kind of just them being good like a good couple to one or at least for like that beginning part before they like um, got married and had their first kid like it was pretty good and they were just a decent couple to one another mm-hmm. the thing that upset me the most though was Andy's character and his character development they shot it down the trash it was so upsetting to me I hated it and that's why also I did not like the last few seasons so well the last few seasons are are literally him on a boat like he's not even in the season Oh, yeah, because, yeah, he was uh, doing The Hangover, I think, like, the last Hangover movie, so, but I just hate, because, like, he did get, like, a redemption arc, and I guess it makes sense, like, not everybody is that, is like that in life, there are people who do redeem themselves, but then they fall back, and I get it, but, like, they wrote him so, like, well, and I don't know, it was just disappointing in the end, when he ended up still being a douchebag again, so. Valid, I don't know. 
I can get past him though. Like, I think some of what he does is funny enough that it makes up for the cringe. Because his cringe isn't offensive. No. It's just cringe. It's just cringe and yeah. And sad. And then I will say Dwight, I was not a fan of his character. Everybody is obsessed with him, but I I get it, but I don't. I don't know. I can appreciate his relationship with Pam way more than I can appreciate his relationship or her relationship with Jim. Really? Mm-hmm. If you look at it, Dwight and Pam were honestly a dynamic duo that was not given enough screen time until the later seasons. I really, I never really thought of their dynamic at all. But if you think about it, like there were the times where she was like crying in the office because she was upset and where's Jim, the cause of the tears. And there's Dwight who's like, I can kill them for you. And it's like, yeah, Dwight, yeah, you can. Thank you for being there. I just, I'll just say, I appreciate the fact that we're not like the other girls and liking the office isn't our only personality. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was, looking back now, 90% of the girls in my senior class, probably their only personality trait was liking the office. Honestly. Oh. It's, I would rather watch Parks and Rec over the office too. Oh, and, and a lot of people are, are getting on that train still and are leaving the office train, but... Even now I'm starting to appreciate so many, I mean, I still love Parks and Rec to death. It's still one of my favorite shows, but um, they're like, what, what's his name? Mike Schur. Cause he, he's worked on my, Parks and Rec and then The Office, like his other shows. And the Good Place, right? Yeah. Like those shows are, I think are more phenomenal than even Parks and Rec. As a creator, he's only gotten better and better. Which is... <sighs> what I aspire to do maybe someday, but we'll see. We'll do it. I, I promise. Um, have I told you about my, my one um, idea in terms of like the South? Cause like, um, or like a TV show idea that I want to do. No, but protect your IP. That is true. So I'll tell you about it after this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I on really want episode. to huh? On a future episode, after we set up your email that says on this day, I had this idea. Um, I just really want to, I feel like I've never really seen a show that accurately reflects the South, at least like North Carolina South, not like deep South, like Georgia and like Alabama and stuff, but like the North South, I guess you could say. (laughs) Closer to the Bible Belt. I mean, it's good. I mean, I'm still technically in the Bible Belt, um, but more, I guess, progressive than um the rest of the south so i feel like it was a it was just a unique southern experience i would say that and i feel like i haven't seen something like that that is more generalized for the south so you could definitely do something like off the boat style with that yeah um i'll tell you about it later because again we don't want anybody to steal our ideas (laughs) ideas so of course Oh, how do we end this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know how much time this has been recording for. Why doesn't it tell me? Well, this was her reboot episode. Again, maybe two. Again, two weeks from now, we'll try to um 
do it again. So that'll be on work permitting. That is true. The 29th. 29th or something just that week. Let me yeah, see. the week of the 29th. The week of the 29th. Yeah, maybe at the end of the week because uh, give us more things to talk about rather than the beginning of the week. Very valid. Happen in our very exciting lives. Of course. <laughs> okay. Um, this has been shooting the shit with Eilish and Isabel. Um, what is it? Ep- negative episode negative two. Negative negative two. Damn. Yeah. We're getting old. <laughs> I'm almost 20. <laughs> um Eilish, don't forget to post this on the gram because uh, I don't have the login anymore. I do not remember the password, so. All right. And that is on shooting the shit. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>